If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello and welcome to Dream Job Ready. I'm Dane Sharp, I'm your host, and this is episode five of six of a mini-series that I've recorded with professional sales coach Noah Cohen. Being able to sell is a crucial skill, no matter what your job role is or what industry you work in. So I hope that you've been playing along with the previous episodes, putting some of those templates and scripts into practice, and I hope you've been learning plenty from the advice and processes that Noah's been sharing. This is a great episode, so keep listening. Noah's going to talk us through how to understand a buyer's decision-making process and, importantly, how to uncover what budgets are available. Please note that the opinions of guests are their own and not those of the companies they have worked for. G'day, Noah. Uh, We're headed towards the pointy end, mate. Uh, We've been working through the sales process and how to master sales over the last few episodes Uh, This is our fifth episode, uh, as I mentioned in the intro, and we're going to work through uncovering, uh, you know, some budget conversations, getting into that pointy stuff, as I mentioned, and also trying to understand the decision-making process uh, from the person that you're pitching to or selling to's point of view. Talk us through this episode, mate. Can you give us a summary of what uh, we're going to dance through in this ep? Yeah, definitely. As a salesperson, if you're a new salesperson, let me tell you this, sometimes you're going to get hit with Things like, I need to think about it. Let me talk it over with my partner. Um, let me talk with my current vendor and whatnot. And sometimes they may be true, sometimes they're not, but you quite often you don't know, right? And you would really try to understand what that situation is. At this very point, there are two things that you need to understand. Their budget, how much, have, what's the money in the pot, so to speak? And what's the decision-making process? Who needs to get involved? How long will it take? How many hoops you need to... Um, and jump through for a decision to be made so that when you make a decision, make a presentation, you've taken all of these into account. By this stage of the sale, you are still trying to qualify. You still have not pitched your product service that would have an idea, but you haven't done any of that. So you're still trying to, I guess, qualify. If they turn around and say, hey, we don't make a decision till the end of next financial year, you can say, well, the pricing that I will give you now, it's not going to be valid then. So let's pick up the conversation then. So you immediately have disqualified that conversation and put it in your follow-up process or in your pipeline, if you may. So we're going to cover budget and a decision-making process. At this point, how much pre-work have you done typically or, or what kind of pre-work have you done typically to kind of start understanding or, or even... I won't say guessing, that's a bad word, but but kind of predicting what, what budget conversations are going to come out. Sure. You would know pretty early on throughout the conversation from the initial contact that 
if they would have asked, hey, what do you offer? What's your different tiers of your service and how much is it? So you already know they're very price driven. Or maybe the commercial director has said, hey, can you go out and give me a couple of quotes and then we can drill down and zero on and what we like and what the person is like. We get a couple of vendors in, right? So you, you know early on, but as far as prep work goes, in, in, I guess in terms of before you even get in front of them, you understand what size company they have and try to find out if you can, what if they've used the service like this before. And you would find out a lot of this stuff in the questioning because you would have asked them, hey, what, have you done anything like this before? Or how long have you been looking for something like this? Why haven't you pulled the trigger? Right? You, you guys have been looking for something like this for two years. Immediately for me, that rings alarm bells that maybe the right decision makers are not being playing with you, so to speak. Right? So people that are asking the questions are not the people who make the decisions. And immediately you want to start putting pressure and I guess more emphasis on that to bring them in the game. I really enjoyed our last episode we did, mate, going through that whole discovery phase uh, and, you know, and, and really analysing what the needs are for that client. Uh, I learned plenty. Uh, you, know, you shared some great, uh, I guess, templating or, or kind of consistent questioning, uh, which we put in the description of the last podcast as well, if anyone wants to go and grab that, uh, which is great. Get us started here, mate, please. Teach me again, um, going into this part of the mastering sales uh, process. Talk me through it. Sure. Budgeting and decision-making process. You want to cover two, these two things very clearly to understand if they're giving you actual honest information. For example, if they say early on, there's two ways that you can, as a salesperson, cover money, right? One, if they keep badgering you for it at the very beginning, hey, how much is it, how much is it, how much is it? You can do the same thing that we covered in the previous process. Hey, I'll be happy to give you a quote. Um, but to do that, let's go ahead and ask you a couple of quick questions. You can hold that. Or we can do something called parking. Yeah, I definitely get that to you. Would you mind if we park that for now so that I understand a little bit more about your business and situation, ambition, whatever it may be, and then we can get to that. Third thing you can say is, look, unless you and I agree on the term, terms of the process or that we're going ahead with it, there is nothing to pay anyway. So let's not even worry about money. And that is the case. Unless we can agree, what's there to pay? Nothing. If they keep pushing you, you can basically bracket or you can give them your tiers, right? You can tell them it can cost between zero to 15,000, 15,000, 30, 30 to 45. And what that does, that will push them to say, okay, well, what does that depend on? And then you would say, well, it depends. That's why I need to ask the questions. So you always set the scenario so you can always do a 360 and come back to your questioning. So in your discovery question, you would have also asked them, hey, what is the budget you've allocated to solving the problem, right? How much money, time, and effort it costs you, right? What was the um, budget that, has there been a budget increase, right? Now, a lot of the times people don't tell you about the money because it's a game of poker as far as they're concerned. They're holding the cards close to the chest because they know that if they tell you, look, we've got $50,000 budget, your quote is probably going to be $49,950, right? <laughs> And I don't blame them, right? Because as a buyer, I may assume the same thing because a lot of inexperienced salespeople do tend to do that. So if they do that, again, you can bracket them. But if you've asked them enough questions and you've built enough rapport, they usually tell you, look, we've got $25,000 and we can work with that, right? So the budgeting is usually just asking the question and trying to find out what it is. Because at the end of the day, 
your price is your price. It's not going to change, right? So you will give them the price if need be. Right? If they say, look, oh, that's too out of, uh, out of our budget, then that's where you say, okay, cool, let's look at different options. Right? If they say, look, my budget is $10,000 and your, prior, your cost of your service or product is fifty. Well, it's pretty um, obvious what's going to happen there, right? So cool. That makes sense. I see your problems, you acknowledge, but it seems like it's a little bit outside of your budget, what we have to offer. Let's see what else we can do or worst case scenario or best case scenario, maybe if you can do that, I can refer you on to somebody else. That's when you kind of pass them on to your next best person. Now, decision-making process. The script that I often tell people to use is this. Would say, then assuming you and I go ahead with this podcast that we're trying to you know, sign a contract on. And, and I'm not saying that we will, if we decide that it's a fit for both parties. When do you think that would happen? If you would decide to go ahead now, when would our first podcast, I guess, get started? And who's gonna be involved except yourself, right? And they say, um, I'm thinking January 15th, and it will be Mary, Alex, and John. Okay, can you tell me a little bit more about what they do in the business and how this decision affects them, right? Because if, for example, John is in HR and this podcast covers that and it ties within the agenda of what they've told you, then you know that they are the right people, right? And usually the titles are a dead giveaway anyway, right? So you know who's, who's the money, who's the decision. And you will tell them, cool, how long will this take for each person to make a decision? What information do they typically care about or do they want to see? Is there a standard engagement procedure that we as a vendor need to um, adhere to? Because sometimes we need to adhere to finance invoicing, IT security, all those people. You're really trying to find out except the person in front of you, who's involved, who cares about this, who benefits from this, who is probably opposed to it, and go ahead and ask that question because they will probably chuckle and they say, well, I think it's my commercial manager's and commercial director is going to be a um, tough one to crack because, you know, it hasn't been a great year or hasn't been a great quarter. So you're really trying to understand what it is that they would think about the situation. And their perception is usually true, right? And then if there are other people, you can say, look, it seems like it is a decision that other people need to be involved. Why don't we tee up a conversation to, I will bring my finance, IT, security, or whatever person, and you bring, give me your questions, and I'll have them answered. We pick this up next time, right? There is nothing wrong with, I guess, um, delaying the conversation. Because as far as you're concerned, you can't move any f uh, further because you don't have the tools or the information to do that. And then that's where you would park it. It feels like as well that, you know, all going well, um, that there's more momentum and, and that whole rapport and trust has almost doubled down at this point. You know, I heard you reference we all of a sudden and it's almost right. like, hey, we're a team now and, yeah, we need to go find other people that may object to this. Um, right. So, But we'll attack it as a team, right? And I, and I know it feels like that a lot of the time when you go into those meetings, you finally get what, or what I feel like, you get over that hurdle and all of a sudden you're a team approaching the next hurdles. Yeah. And something that I can say is in this situation, you really want to teach them how to introduce you within the business. You can't just assume that they're going to go and wipe your business flag into their own business. Because what happens is typically in these businesses, there is a um, um, senior management meeting once or twice a week. And you want to know how this person is introducing you, introducing your successes, your wins, your services, or you as a person. 
to be able to tick everybody's box that they care about because not everybody cares about the same thing but you really try to understand if you have to script it go right ahead and script it for them say look this is this in my experience when people introduce me to the commercial uh, directors this is the best way to do it and this is how they found that works for them would you like me to share that with you and i said yeah why not and you give them send them an email three points you really teach them how to introduce you I know that there's probably no one more important part of this process than the other. Um, yeah. You know, it's I'm sure it's all equally as essential, but I feel like this part, because there's the conversation of money, it probably, wrongly, but probably feels like it's, it's you know, arguably the most important part because, you know, a lot of people get nervous, especially when it comes to kind of trying to hit that line. Is there something in your training that you address where um, you try and help I guess, common areas that this part of the process goes wrong or goes pear-shaped? Yeah, definitely. Quite early on, we there is a template that I get people to fill out and say, cool, write down all your objections in any scenario as a customer. When you walk into a shop as a buyer, as a manager, what do you object to, right? And quite often what you find is the objections that they write are the objections that they get, mm. right? Because... Where momentum goes, I guess, uh, I guess we always say motion follows emotion, right? You know money is an issue, so your wording turns to be, I know time is tough and your score has been a little bit tough for you guys and I don't expect everybody to buy this product because it's a little bit expensive, but what do you think, right? It's because we've taken our own belief system and we've imposed it onto other people. If it's a decision making, you could send this, look, in my business, my commercial director is quite tough as well. And it's really hard to get an answer from him. It's probably going to take you quite a bit. So how long does it take you to get an answer out of him or out of her? Right? Because, again, you've taken your own belief system and your own um, situation and you've imposed it on them. Instead of going back to a couple of episodes earlier and thinking, be genuinely curious and divorce yourself from the outcome and the objective. All you're trying to find out is who is involved. How long does it take? Is it a go or is it a no-go? I'm okay with be either. Let's just find that together. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a, great, um, that's a great challenge for, the, for, for all of us. You know, what, what are your objections? Write them down, have a think about them. That's a great one. Um, I, and I actually, just on that, I know you're going to share some more um, assets or, or, or templates with the listener um, around yes. this phase of the process too. Can, can you quickly talk to that? And it's something that I will share in the description uh, and, and I'm sure that they can follow up on your website as well. Yeah, definitely. So pretty much sometimes when I say something, when people are in sales tracking, they're like, oh yeah, that sounds good. I should try that, right? It's, it's, a, it's less of what I say and more of the structure I say it in. So what I would do, I would do both. I would give the script and the structure and name of it. For example, when we say paraphrase, why do we do it? We want to show understanding. So I will put something together in terms of budgeting, the script, decision-making, the steps and the things that you need to take in each step. Perfect, mate. Our, our next episode, we go into uh, looking at closing the sale, uh, the, obviously the presentation to get that done, um, whether it's going to be a no or a yes, I'm sure you'll talk us through you know, even more around dealing with that. And then uh, again, equally important, working, in, uh, working with that person and that company after the sale, making sure it all goes through smoothly and, and I guess everyone delivers on their end. Before we move to that, close this episode and, and, and uh, move into that final phase, anything else to kind of sum up uh, in this all-important decision-making and understanding prospects budget phase? Sure. Just understand, as a salesperson, you are still trying to qualify. 
right? Trying to, you're really trying to understand. You don't want to assume anything and keep pulse checking, as we've said in the previous episodes. Um, have I got your attention? Does that answer your question? Uh, does that make sense? Do you have any questions? Does that cover everything? Look, this is what I'm understanding. Am I correct in understanding that? Statements like that really not only, can, I guess, stabilizes the, I guess, if they say, look, I don't want anything, you want to show understanding, you can really, I guess, strengthen your rapport. So really be genuine, curious, and still just keep uh, emphasizing your understanding of the situation. And reinforcing that understanding as well. So I guess there's no hiccups in a follow-up meeting or call where, where maybe right. these, some of these other people are involved and right. there's been a complete misunderstanding at a previous point. I mean, the way that you've talked through all these episodes and that reconfirmation and uh, and resetting kind of almost makes that foolproof. You, there's nothing you would have missed the way that you've kind of emphasised those questions. Yeah, that's right, hopefully. But sometimes people culturally don't feel comfortable saying no. And that's why you want to, there is a way that we, uh, I guess, handle buyer's remorse by saying, look, earlier you mentioned this was a problem for you, but eventually we discussed it and we solved it. Are you sure you're still okay with it? Right? Quite often people, salespeople feel like that's quite high risk because they might say no. Whereas as far as I'm concerned, I want to know now. Because if it's a no now, I can deal with it as opposed to an email that I'm never going to get a reply to and keep chasing. Golden stuff, Noah. Uh, really appreciate it, mate. Great episode. Uh, and uh, I'm excited about the next one, mate. It'll wrap up our step through the sales process. Um, hopefully it's a yes uh, that we can deal with, but I'm sure you'll, you'll talk me through a no as well. Really excited, mate. Thanks for your time again. Thanks, Dane. Hello, and thanks for listening to that episode. As mentioned, this is episode five of six of the mini series that I'm doing with Noah Cohen. So please hit subscribe if you haven't already to be notified when the next episode comes out. It's gonna be awesome to round out this sales process uh, conversation with Noah. Um, what else can you do? You can connect with us on socials. Hit us up on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram at Ready on all of those socials, at Ready. And if you've got any questions or feedback for myself, Noah, or any of our future guests or past guests, please drop me an email on dreamjobreadypodcast at gmail.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.